All right, Hanukkah, sorry about last week. I'm sure you were all devastated that I wasn't here. Um, wasn't here. I, was actually, I was actually picking up the rabbi, so, you know, restocking on some... Uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. So, uh, we're in middle of chapter 5, page 155, and the question is, what to learn? So, we discussed the importance for learning, how to learn, the structures for learning, um, and now he's discussing what you should actually be learning. What is it? And I, there's so much Torah, and you know, it's like sometimes you get depressed. You know, you want to learn so many things, so many Svarm every day, Svarm are coming out, and you want to learn a lot. But what are the things that are actually essential? And then, of course, you have more time, you could, uh, you know, you branch out eventually. So the first thing we spoke about uh, last time was halacha, the importance of halacha, particularly if you're in the, in the world of, uh, of the Shifta Yishur, and if you're in the world of work. Right, because again, your learning is more practical. You also you have to know what to do. You have to know what to focus on. Learning halacha, even if you're not learning necessarily the practical halachas of uh, of working in an Amazon warehouse or you know working in, in healthcare, but you are gonna you know keep your mind focused on Torah. You'll know what kinds of questions to ask, etc. Okay, the second goal of learning, page one fifty five, is to be inspired. Okay, this is the core of what Musar and Hasidus preached. Did I did I say this last time? I don't know if I did. What? I don't think I did. All right, if I did, then it'll be a little chazar. Um, a person who doesn't study svarm specifically dedicated to inspiring Avas Hashem and Yerushalayim cannot expect these qualities to develop on their own. Okay, maybe but in the olden days it did, maybe it didn't. All right, you can talk about the Yigaris HaMusser and the Mamusser, yes, no. Again, first of all, these farm always existed. We always had Agada, Agada Tagamaras. We always had, you know, uh, you know, people, you know, you ask, you know, Rabbi Sol Salanter is the father of the Muslim movement. And, you know, what, what are the Muslims from that people learn? It's the Chayvah Savavis, Mesil Sisharim, Archa Sadiqim, right? These are written well before Rabbi Sol Salanter uh, was born. Um, so again, uh, the, the Musr and, and the way Musr, you know, the specific approach of Musr, we spoke about probably a little bit earlier. But the point is that the idea of having a Limud in Yerushalayim and something which will inspire you um, is absolutely not. It's not going to happen on its own. It's not going to happen just by virtue of your upbringing. It's not going to happen, you know, just through learning Gemara. That uh, maybe at one point it, it was like that. That was the battle back then with Musr. But that certainly, you know, today, uh, it's not something which is Benimsa. And so you have, to, you have to spend time. And it's not just going to a schmooze. It's actually spending time and learning it and, and actually engaging in it in a comprehensive way without distractions. Um, choosing a safer is a very personal matter, right? This is obviously, there's the range of svarim here from Musr to Hasidus, within Musr, within the Hasidus, within the Musr, you know, with, within everything, there's the variety. Machshava is obviously very, very popular right now. To find a safer that will work for you, that speaks to you, is very, very personal. You could try a range of svarim until you find the specific safer, right? So in Yeshiva, Tamidim, they have a schmooze, you know, the Rashiva gives. You know, so maybe a learning a formal safer is not as important. But when you're when you're in the world of uh, of business, when you're not spending your time in yeshiva, finding a safer and a time to learn it consistently is absolutely vital. You don't have to learn it every day, but it's preferable to spend a, substanti- a substantial amount of time at least once a week learning a safer you find inspiring. Okay, if you have recordings, you know, Ravan Lapiansky specifically has. You know, one of the things that he that he does most of his shiurim are learning through svarim. So you go on his, on his website, his app, there's a Svarim category, he has Maral, 10 Svarim, he has, you know, Ramchal, the Rambam Svarim, you know, Tanya, he's in the middle of a series now. Um, right, so if you want to learn it with someone through a shir, that's also good. But it's not just a shmooze. Again, it's not just, you know, hearing a shmooze once in a while. That's nice. But to learn it on a systematic, you know, when you learn a safer, you ever, ever, said, it's, you ever learn like a new, a new lima that you never learned before, maral, right? Let's say you want to get into maral, that's, you know, high level stuff. The first few weeks, months, 
that you're going to be learning it, you're not going to know what's flying. You're going to maybe understand the words, grasp it. Right? It takes time, and you begin to kind of develop and understand, you know, where he's coming from and his vocabulary and his themes. And it takes time, and then you know, and then you you learn it, and then you ingrain it and incorporate it into your life. So it takes time. You need to have a consistent seder. It's hard to recommend any one particular set because everyone has different approaches. But try recordings, try different stuff. Again, that's always the point. It's been the theme so many times here that there's no, it's not like one answer for everything. You have to give it a shot and, and try one. Just give it, let's say, two weeks. You know, okay, ask someone for a recommendation. You could ask your Rebbe, and Rebbe Yaman, I'm sure, will be happy to guide you already, right? Find something, try it out. Give yourself, you know, two, three weeks of learning it. Just, you know, kind of see where it's, where it's taking you. See if it's something that, you know, even speaks to you. I don't know, and then if not, then you try something else, or give it a month, give it two months, whatever it is, don't just try and if you, you know, if you fail, then just give up, right? That just means that this particular one doesn't speak to you. There's a lot of different paths, a lot of different approaches, and find one that's misyash find one that, that speaks to your sherish neshama, speaks to your personality, you know? And sometimes it's like, you know, if your personality is one way, you want something that brings you the opposite direction, you know? You want to, if you're very, very, you know, serious, you want something a little bit more, you know, abrasive, or, or the opposite, right? You know, don't just, uh, don't find something that's going to just confirm your preconceived notions about everything. Challenge yourself a little bit, but learn something that's inspiring, that's absolutely vital. It's not, it's not optional, right? This is not like, this is, you have to learn halacha, you have to learn something that's going to inspire. You have to learn something in, uh, in Yerushalayim, in that genre of Musr, Chassidus, Machshava, that's absolutely essential. And again, it's been essential from the very beginning. This is, this is part built into to Taira, built into the Divrei Agada, into Chazals, into Pirkei Avis, and it's something which, uh, which is absolutely essential. The final one, I don't know, I have in my head that we did it wrong. All right, the finally, each person needs to learn something that engages him and makes him part of Tarsha Balpeh, which for most of us, most of the time is either Gemara, Mishnah, or Shulchan Aruch in depth. So, in other words, it has to be something that's in depth. Halacha, you know, there's a certain engagement in halacha that we spoke about last time, but to learn something and delve into it in a full, comprehensive way. Tarsha Balpeh. Is, is, is not just reading the halachas, it's reading it and understanding the svaras behind it, asking the steers between the two and then coming up, you know, this is what this means, this is what this means, right? Learning something in an engaging way is also very important. This type of learning though, which a person immerses himself in the waters of Chachmah, the Rambam says, right, this is, this is the Dveikas and Hashem. So again, when we talk about how Torah doesn't necessarily give a person a lot of sipuk, just learning Gemara, well, it depends on how you learn it, right? The person, you know, you have to be on the level. But learn something, it doesn't have to be every day, in an engaging way. Learning a Gemara, and you know, even if you're learning Halacha, learning the Torah based Yosef, going through it, going through the Svaras, asking the Stiras, not in a dry, Rabbi Shalom says this, Rabbi says this, right? Again, that's important, that's part of the first thing, the Halacha. But an engaging way, right? You're actually engaging with the Svaras, you're engaging with the, with the primary sources. Right? Practically, this means that the learning needs to be done active and animated. It's a deal with a chavrusa. But even by yourself, be active and animated about it. Get excited about it. Look up interesting things, you know? It's, uh, the level of death will vary, obviously, according to your ability. Right? So, uh, you know, it all depends. And, uh, but again, whatever you do, like he said, you know, in the, in the previous chapters, it has to be that you can actually get it and grasp it. You can test yourself on it. You can repeat it. You can write it over just to learn, you know, deep without having anything practical. Again, that's not going to work for us. Right? A good way of testing yourself is you can see if you can repeat the shock of a tie or repeat the, the primary shaynim, see if you can say it over. But again, the point here is, is that you need to build yourself up slowly. You know, you learn a Gemara Rashi, add a Taisvis, at the Rajba, look at the Rif, look at the Rush, right? Look at the Tur, look whatever, whatever you're, you know, if you want to read Herb Chaim, going through a Kitsais, 
Figure out what it is, but be engaged in it, right? Be engaged in it in, in a geschmack way. And it has to be geschmack for you. If not, you need to find someone that can make a geschmack, someone that can open up. And again, even within learning be'in, there's a lot of different, you know, a lot of different uh, approaches, a lot of different svarm you can learn that will get you there. But to find a way that will actually engage you, it's not going to excite you every time, I promise you. Right? That's not life is ups and downs. That's just the nature. Right? But to, that you should be able to sit, give yourself an amount of time that you could sit and engage and having a schmack is very, very important. As you mentioned before, it's necessary to quantify this learning, right? Pick a specific chunk. It's not just I'm learning shots be Ian, that's a wonderful goal, but not, not very attainable. Okay, so your Ian say that you're gonna be doing uh, once a month, right? Is gonna be um, you're gonna be uh, once a week, excuse me, Sunday mornings, you're gonna have uh, an hour uninterrupted, Ian say there, what are you going to learn? You're going to learn Simen Nun Hei in the Shulchan Aruch. Hilchus Besuket Zimra, Baruch Shamra, I think it's Nun Hei. I was just looking at it yesterday, right? I'm not like a, every, I don't know the titles in Shulchan Aruch, right? And then you learn it. You're going to learn Hilchus Besuket Zimra. And you're going to gauge where does Baruch Shamra come from? The paper comes down from Shemayim, okay? How many words in the Sugya? And is it a Hefzik? And if you forget, if you didn't, if you came late to Davening, do you make it up after? And you'll get into it. You'll get into the sugyas, and you'll and, you, and it's amazing how much you know Torah is all interconnected, and you're going to end up in you know finding a way into all different areas of Torah and doing it in a way that's engaging. And again, that you can write something down at the end. That you can. I have a friend. He puts out svarim. I mean, no one looks at a svarim. I assure you, besides his wife and maybe uh, you know his. Uh, but he puts them out, and he spends money on it, and he types it, and he prints. Why? Because this is when that he okay. I finished the sugya, and I have a they're not major svarim. A couple of comments. You know, and he prints it, and he prints out a few copies. He always gives me one. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing because you're 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 coming up with something tangible. Because that's that that was again from two chapters ago. That's the overall whatever you're doing and learning. It has to be something which is tangible that you can actually grasp and hold on to. That doesn't mean every time you go to hear a shmuz from somebody, you're writing it down. You know, you don't have to write down. You know, but when you're learning these you know these these topics and you're picking the chunks to learn, it should be done in a way which you know. Hey, you may have some, some loose ends, but then at least you know what the loose ends are, and then you go right You know, I, I'll give you a good advice. This is just something that I try to do. It doesn't always work. You know, you learn a sugi, you learn something in halacha, you, you know, very often you'll end up with a question, right? Or an open-ended question. Even if the you're not sure, how do we paskin? Have that written down. Have it in the back of your head. You add a chasana, you'll see some chash of a rav. Go over to him and ask him. You see Yabshul Kamaneski, go over to him. You'll have a shout to ask him. You got to talk to a gadol, you know? My uh, chasana, you see, I was there, maybe Saul Reisman, when I learned to, to say for Ribis, I went over to him, and it a few minute conversation. It was wonderful. You know, you, you'll, when you learn and you take it seriously and you're being practical about it, right? You'll, you'll come up with these things. It's a beautiful thing. You know, you could pretend you're a Tamil Chacham by handling, you know, handling with Gedalim. You know, it's a good thing. I remember um, I went to Chaim Khan when I was in Yeshiva, and I went to Chaim Kanievsky. So uh, I had a kasha on one of his svar. It wasn't my kasha, my Rosh Yeshiva when I was in America. So we, you know, he one time said something over, and he left with a, with a bomb kasha on the Chaim Kanievsky Sefer, on Derech Hamun, on Zrayim. And, and the kasha was not only a kasha misvar, but it was also the stipler seems to imply not like him. He's saying against, like, not like his father. So I went to Mikhail Karayevsky, and I asked him, right, back then it was, it, was, uh, it was cheaper, it wasn't that hard to get into him. You, know? you could just knock on the door, you went to shul, and you could talk to him. It wasn't, uh, so, uh, so I asked him, and I didn't, I, I didn't speak Yiddish or Hebrew well enough, and he started answering me, and I completely did not hear a word he said. I, I don't know, is it like that? <laughs> he was pushing, I could not hear a word he said. I asked him again, and like, he got a little annoyed, and like, said something, I don't know what he said. Okay, I went by to him, I didn't understand it. Well, my son came back to the Yishayim, I was telling a friend of mine, so he, like, he's hearing the kasha, and then like, he comes back to me the next day, he says, oh, in the back of Derech Hamuna, 
he has like, you know, notes, like the different Maduras, he writes it, he writes it, his father says, not like him, that's probably what he was yelling at me, like, I already wrote this in the back, check it up, I'm assuming, or maybe he didn't, didn't understand what I was asking, he didn't hear me, I don't know, but uh, again, it's a Gishmaka thing, it's uh, again, not, not, this is just a personal good piece of advice, you know, even if it's a question in Machshava, in Musr, Chasidus, you know, a, 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 a certain approach, you know, not just to ask your Rebbe, you know, what, do you, what you should, uh, you know, personal questions that are difficult unless the person knows you. Oh, but a question of Machshav, you have a Shailan Agad to Gemara, you know? Ask someone, it's a Gishmaka thing, I'm telling you. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll collect Gedil and that you got to talk to and learning. It's a Gishmaka thing. Rabbi uh, Michal Shurkin, uh, he, he's a Rebbe in Tomos, he has this, well, a cute safer called Megad Give Asylum. He has like anecdotes and Vartlach, it's a cute safer. So he writes that his father was, uh, was uh, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Meisha Shurkin, right? He's a nice and he used to do it. And every, he used to see anyone, he used to talk to them and learning, not just Gedele, he used to just talk to anyone and learning. So he was once in Eretz Yisrael, and there's this guy sitting there in, the, in shul, this was a long time ago, in the 50s maybe, and he, and he starts hacking this guy and learning, and he's like, oh, this guy talking knows how to learn. And then a conversation. Anyway, so afterwards, someone tells him that's the Karelitz, you know, it was the Chazanish, you know, so, uh, okay. Another possibility for engaged Ian could be as follows, and this is, uh, this is, he says, in chapter two, we quoted the Kedushas Levi, he says that, you know, he asked the famous theoretician, asks, what's the first question they ask when they come to Shemayim? They uh, work honestly in business? But then there's another Gemara says that Tchilas Dina Shaladim is in Taira. So he says that, right? He says because when a person is learning, he's engaging in halacha, right? Because the halachas that come up in business, the halachas of pay, of treating your employees, you know, paying them on time, of ribis, of, of stealing, or contracts, the monos, these are all issues that come up in halacha, right? And so by, by, by working day to day, you can actually come up in, in sugyas and shas. So he says, a person could select the shas that come his way often and learn them in depth, right? A person, uh, you know, you work in a non-Jewish office and there's, uh, you know, you're invited to go, uh, go out to eat. Are you let to go to, you let to go to a bar, right? Drinking alcohol with a guy, not so pashat, a beisamishta. You let to have a coffee with them, right? Questions that come up with employees, stealing employees, stealing customers. These are important sigis and shas. So pick the halachas that come up in your line of work. You sell on Amazon. Uh, yeah, what's with Shabbos, right? Uh, you let to have your store open Shabbos, your website. Yes, no, these are, these are very gishmak and, and, and a lot of times new sigis. These are things, the shalas that literally if Amazon changes its terms of service, yeah, it's a whole new halacha shabbat, right? Whatever industry that you're in, you know, you have a nursing home. Are you let it, what's with Shabbos? Har Shabbos. Are you allowed to make money on Shabbos? You know, right? Okay, Pekuach Nefashas. Yidin working for you. I know we have in our HUD buildings. So uh, we have to charge late fees. It's a law. The federal law requires us to charge late fees. And the way the late fee works, you know, is that if you're on the sixth day of the month, you didn't pay, you get a $5 late fee. And then a dollar a day every day to the end of the month. Right, so it's thirty dollars a month, but it's, it goes five. Right, the problem is we have uh, that. That's ribis, right? If you charge that to a yid, where you know you're allowed to charge a one-time fee, maybe, but if you charge, you know, increases per day, that's ribis. We have Jewish tenants. So what do we do over here, right? And we want to waive it. But, you know, it a, so you find areas of halacha that come up in your line of business, and this is where Hirsch says, you know, Ezel Chacham Haloi He says, what's the idea? He says, every person in their own life, in their own jobs, in their own circumstances is bringing out areas of terror that no one else can. Things that come up, right? You, you can learn from everyone because there's no way that this guy, Big Tamil Chacham sitting there, is involved in, in you know, this, the nitty gritty of a HUD property, you know, uh, an interest in a HUD property in Pennsylvania, according to, the, right? There's so many, everyone is really expressing terror in a unique way. Right? You can learn from everyone because everyone has an area of Torah that applies to him and no one else and he has a perspective on it which is unique. Right? So uh, again, you're not looking to paskin. Again, this is the area of halacha. You want to just pique your interest and enhance your observance, engage in the shaila. He said an excellent safety he recommends is, is called Making It Work by Rabbi Ari Wasserman. 
Yair Wasserman, he was a, he was a professional, he was an attorney, but a big time, I think he moved to Eretz Yisrael now. He has a safer called Making It Work, which is Ian Halacha and Hashkafa of being in the workplace. We have it by night, say there. It's a cute safer, but again, he goes through common areas. This is not necessarily for a particular industry. He's dealing with general halachas. You know, holidays, we're coming up on Christmas now. You know, what are you allowed to say to a non-Jew? What are you allowed to give him? What are you allowed to accept from him? Right? This is a Masechta Savayi Dezara. Right? We're dealing here with, okay, so are Christians different? Yahak is a big sugya about the Christians. Are Christians Savayi Dezara? Taisvah, Shittah, right? The Yehuda. And it's engaging. The Halacha Lamaisa, you can ask your Rav and you'll get the Halacha Lamaisa. But that you're engaging and now, you know, your, your whole work day becomes, you know, a Shittah Well, yeah, you'll let it help. <laughs> if not, you'll have to bleed it out. Um, uh, <laughs> Right? So again, these are, these are, so again, the three areas of learning that a person has to do. Number one is halacha that we spoke about last time. There's the inspiration, the Yerushimayim, the Musa Hasidus, whatever, in each Ishkafi and Yana, you have to find the right Sefer and learn it and, and, and make a set schedule. And then finally, to engage in the Gishmak of, of, of an immersive Sugya Bi'in. Right? You know, you, you know, Ravarim said this recently in a different context. I, I heard it recently. He was talking about tefillah, but, you know, a person thinks, especially if he wasn't so successful in yeshiva, he's, he, he doesn't want to hear the word kitzais, doesn't want to hear the word rebchayim, right? It's like, I don't want to hear about it. It's not kishmak, it was never kishmak, right? And you think it's not for you, but it doesn't mean you're getting a little bit older, a little bit more mature, you have a certain appreciation, you learn it, and you know, you know, you learn it the right way with the right person, the right circumstances. It's it could it could it could ignite something in you, and you'll you'll have a certain geshmak and terror that you never knew that you were capable of having. So again, um, these are areas of learning that a person has to engage in. It's essential. And then you know, you want to learn. Uh, you want to read some uh, some other interesting thing. But these are the basics. These are the basics that everyone has to do. Again, let's check next week. We'll get to uh, tefillah. Yeah.